as all you already know, this is your favorite show host here, Kevin, and your favorite co-host here also. I mean, he's here every day, Ty. And then we have Chad. So, Ty, would you like to... Uh, Thanks for the warm intro, as usual. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody. How's it going? It's been a minute. It has been a minute. It's been... It's been like... It's been about four months. Just well, we'll explain. Okay, so, you know, life gets busy. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, high school. Say life gets in the way. High school <laughs> sports all decided to happen at the same time in Illinois here, pretty much from February to late May. So the podcast was kind of thrown off the schedule for a little bit. So we're back at it now, and we will try to record more. And yeah, we're making an effort to put more episodes in throughout the, the summer instead of dishing in one or two in a four-month period. So Yeah, well, and, you know, you're, you're, we were talking off mic, too, about, you know, having kids and their, their sports began everything, too. So that's why I've been so busy lately coaching baseball and softball pretty much nonstop since, uh, I'd say, April. So, yeah, it's been, it's been hectic. Yeah, I mean, I, I can totally agree. I was just telling – my wife that uh having kids means that 90 percent of the day you're doing stuff that you uh really don't want to do (laughs) (laughs) that is so true so 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 true i was coaching my daughter's softball game yesterday as much as i love watching her play i thought i'd rather be anywhere else in the world right now i love my daughter but i'd rather be anywhere else in the world at that point (laughs) i completely understand you know and that's just, you know, it's worth it uh, having kids, but there are times when you just sometimes don't feel so motivated and you got to push through anyway, but uh, that's life. Yep. But anyway, enough right. with the parenting talk. Right. Let's get back All to right. this. Let's get, to, let's get to this, okay? All right. We're going to yeah. talk about the, the Clippers' recent surge back to competitiveness after their low kind of dropped down to the minor teams in the NBA, and they lost 2-0 to the Mavericks and then came back 2-2. Ty, what are your thoughts on this? So, the other website I worked for, Seedsing, um, I wrote a whole big NBA playoff preview, and I picked the Clippers to come out of the West, and I felt terrible about it. Like, I didn't feel good about it at all. And after watching those first two games, I felt even worse about it. But then seeing them play the last two nights, they, they look more engaged. They look more involved. They, they, they're talking more on defense. Kawhi and Paul George are seemingly making everything. Uh, the Morris brother they have, I think it's Marcus Morris. I could be wrong. Yeah, Marcus Morris. Yeah, but he's been making shots. Zubac is playing much better on the pick and roll. They're, nobody's going to be able to stop Luka Doncic, but they've at least stopped the other shooters around him for two straight games, and it's 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 become the series I hoped it would, which is a highly competitive, very fun to watch series. Yeah. And the Clippers are if they play like this, maybe I'll feel a little bit better about picking them to go to the finals. Yeah, you know, uh, you know what other year Kawhi was down two zero and then came back. And, uh, was it twenty nineteen? Was um, it? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. It was versus the Bucks. They uh, they, yeah. they were down 2-0 to the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals and then made a comeback, went to the finals, and then pretty much, uh, I guess, humiliated and made fun of the Warriors after they were, like, struck with injuries. Yeah. Didn't, uh, didn't Kawhi give uh, Doncic some trouble last year, too? I feel like 
that he's kind of like his, you know, his kryptonite. kryptonite, his nemesis. Yeah, like, Luca's so good and so smart and can maneuver, but that's the thing with Kawhi Leonard is he's so good defensively. But since he joined the Clippers, he takes on this, the biggest role he's ever had offensively. So I think it's hard for him to have to do it at both ends. But I, Yeah, that's true. Well, well, and he's starting to prove that he can do it at both ends. Yeah, I I think another thing is that I'm not going to name names, but some other people on that Clippers roster may not be performing at their best ability during the playoff time. Why aren't we so naming names? Dude. Yeah, why aren't we naming names? <laughs> We're on a podcast, I think. <laughs> All right, Paul George, everybody. Paul George. You know, I'm personally a fan of Paul George. He was my favorite player whenever I was really like. You you think he's underperforming? He has a, a history of underperforming oh, okay. the playoffs, yes. I yeah. see. Yes, he does, yeah. But I, I don't think that's what's happened the last two games, though. So no, 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 okay. no. He's, he was very efficient. Uh, that It was game three. He was like 10 for 13 on field goals, which is yeah. insane. That's like the best playoff performance I think he's had since like 2014, at least. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, wasn't Kawhi 11 of 15 last night in their game? I mean. Yeah, he was also efficient. About as efficient as you can get on an NBA floor. I think. Really what this boils down to is that Kevin is just a little bitter and salty because he wanted Dallas and I'm a Johnson fan, okay? to win, Sorry. you know. But well, and that's the thing, they can still very well win this. It's yeah, not like the Clippers just swept them. It's two two. Like there's still at least two, probably three games left in this series. But as I said, if LA if the Clippers play defense like this, it's gonna be really hard. Like I I'm a huge Tim Hardaway Jr. fan because he played at Michigan, and I'm a big Michigan fan. But he's he's not shooting the ball as well as he was in the first two games and going into the playoffs. And I just don't – Chris Stapps Porzingis doesn't look – talking about naming names, I think Chris Stapps Porzingis is the softest player in the NBA, and he just hasn't looked good this whole series to me. And guys like, like Maxi Kleber, you can't count on him to score because he has to guard Kawhi all night. I just – I don't know where Dallas is going to get other scoring outside of Luka from here on out. Yeah. MP, Chris Stapps Porzingis is just simply not playing defense at all. No. Dad, what were you and say? he never has in his career. I'm calling this one for the Clippers right now. So oh, you, yeah. You here Charles we go. Barkley. Here we go. I'm sorry. Can you say that again? So you and Charles yeah. Barkley, because Charles Barkley said on TNT last night, <laughs> Dallas won't win another game in this series. Oh, no. I don't. I certainly don't want to be lumped in with Charles Barkley, but I, I guess we agree on, on this one. Yeah, I'm calling I'm calling the Clippers right now. I don't see I don't see Luka pulling it out. So you don't think, you think, he's, you think their season's – they might as well get ready for – Yeah, they should just – they should get ready to start golfing and whatever else they do <laughs> in the offseason. Yeah. They're done. I, I don't think they spend their off seasons golfing. The off season is like the one time of the year to like improve your game. Anyway, yeah. getting off topic. Now. Well, maybe they should spend more time improving their game so they could beat Kawhi Leonard and yeah. uh, the Clippers. You know, because <laughs> you know, Ty, you know, <laughs> Kawhi. This is his free agent year. You know that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, you, I think he's going back to the Clippers no matter what happens, though. The I series are for the playoffs. I think if he leaves the Clippers and goes somewhere else, I think he's going to be looked at as like sort of that Kevin Durant move from 2016-2017. I, I think he's going to be one of the most hated players probably of this decade. 
Why? Why do you think that? How? Because well, similar to Kevin Durant in 2016, the Oklahoma City Thunder were up three-one to the Warriors in the conference finals in the West, and then they lost the Warriors. Warriors came back, and then Kevin Durant left OKC for the Warriors that frequency. Hadn't he been there with them for quite some time? Uh, yes, like eight years. Did he start there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like that's a different situation, though. You know, yeah, I think the thing with Durant and what Kevin is saying here is that, like, he left a Warriors team that or left the Oklahoma City Thunder team that was up three one against a seventy three one Warriors team, and instead of resigning with OKC or going to play somewhere else, he just joined that seventy three one Warriors team. I was a I was a huge Oklahoma City Thunder fan. I was a Sonics fan. I followed them to OKC, and when Kevin Durant did that, it's just kind of like, come yeah. on, man. Yeah, like, I, what's there to go? I agree with you guys. I mean, I don't, I don't like moves like that. And, you know, I'm kind of old school, I guess, when it comes to that stuff. And I, you know, maybe I need to get with the times or whatever, but I don't know. I just feel like, you know, maybe I'm wrong. It is a business, but there seems to be no loyalty or, you know, I I don't know. I'm probably just being silly because, you no, know. you're you're one hundred percent correct. There is no loyalty. No, there's not. I mean, even Tim Duncan, who is probably the the most loyal player in the NBA the last twenty seasons, was on record, I believe, saying that he had interest in going to the the Warriors. I don't I don't remember correctly what team it was. I just remember he was on record saying he would, he had other teams in mind than the Spurs. Orlando was the other team I remember because I my dad is a Bucks and a Spurs fan and when Tim Duncan wanted to go play for Orlando my dad kind of freaked out so that's the only reason why I remember it so uh, he wanted to go play for the Magic yeah um, and that's just that goes to show like the level of loyalty in the NBA well, no, so yeah so that's- Chad says the Clippers are going to win win it and it's over I think it's going to go seven games so the Clippers are going to win and what do you think Kevin I think that, you know, I'm a, I'm a Luka fan. I'm a huge Luka fan. But Luka does not have a lot of playoff experience. I think he's going to end up dropping 40. Every, <laughs> I know you're probably thinking. Spit it out. <laughs> he's going to drop 40 the rest of the playoff series. And then the Mavs are going to get defeated in game seven. I'm, I'm telling okay. you, that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Okay. I can I can very well see that happen, but if if the Clippers play defense the rest of the series like they have these past two games, I gotta agree with you, Chad. I think it's a wrap. But I think Luca will pull out one more win. But LA's gonna look pretty dominant in their two other wins. The Clippers, LA Clippers, I should say. Yeah, that sounds legit. So all right, all right Chad. All right. So what? Uh... All right. Next topic, everybody. Okay. We're gonna talk about the next big three, and they're. Very little time playing together as a whole. Yeah. So, Ty, what are your what are your thoughts on the big three? When you think of the Nets, you think of Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. What do you think of? What is that? What does come? What comes uh, to you? Well, so far, and I'm I feel so bad for you, also, Kevin, because I know you're a Celtics fan as well, mm-hmm. and Jason Tatum has looked fantastic, but losing Jalen Brown before the playoffs was such a brutal blow, and it's showing on the court right now because yeah. yeah, what was it yesterday? The Nets big three had 104 of their 141 points. I mean, you got three guys who can score 50 on any given night. 
they can average 30 a game. They can out those three Kyrie, KD, and 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 James Harden can outscore teams just the three of them. And then you throw in guys like Joe Harris, who's a knockdown three point shooter, or yeah. Nick Claxton, who's a solid you know rim running, rim protecting big man. I I don't want Brooklyn to win it all, but they look unbeatable right now, especially with the way there was a play in the game yesterday where Harden got the ball at the top of the key, threw a behind the back pass to Durant, who was in ready shooting motion, got the ball and buried a three. And I thought this this is a wrap. This team is just too good and too efficient and they're going to be so hard to stop. They're just, they look so good right now. And I'm so, so sorry that the Celtics drew them on the first round. For oh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm a huge Celtics fan. I'm you know, but <laughs> The truth is the truth. I mean, James Harden, he just brings the ball up the court and draws four defenders to him. You know, acts like he's going to pull up a three and then does a backdoor pass to Joe Harris or Jeff Green for a, you know, a dunk. So, yeah, it's just, it's unstoppable. You know, they're going to, they're definitely beating the Celtics. I think there's no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, the Celtics. Where's your hope, man? You know, they're going to come back next year, of course. But, yeah. you know, I'm just I just want to go on record saying this. Uh, <laughs> you know, Kyrie is garbage They're And they're going to is not garbage. They're okay. going to blow it. They're going to blow it. <laughs> I used to, you know, be undecided about him. I used to like him. But the more I think about it and the more I think about the things he's done over his career. You know, he he's there's no way he Kyrie is not garbage. He's yet. garbage. He's a garbage. Chat. He is I, not a good teammate. <clears throat> he, he he just, you know, he abandons his team on a regular basis. Almost yeah, you, you talk about loyalty and we talk about that and stuff. And Kyrie Irving is a magnificent basketball player. I and I agree with a lot of his, you know, personal beliefs and he's stuff amazing. he talks about man, he would be such a headache to play basketball with because you never know where his head is at. You yeah. never know what's going on. But when he's locked in like he is now, it's a thing of beauty to watch him play basketball. No, he is he is <laughs> exceptionally talented. And I do believe with, you know, a lot of his political beliefs. And, you know, I, I agree with all of those. But I've also, you know, worked. I've been an employee at places and, yep. and I've had that coworker that, yeah, yeah I, I like hanging out with them outside of the job. But, you know, as far as is working with the person, you know, they just made life hell because they didn't carry, you know, they didn't carry their responsibilities and everybody else has to pick up the slack. And, Absolutely. And he does that, you know, on, on the regular. So, yeah, I don't see that changing. You know, people don't usually change. But uh, I'm no. pretty sure. Well, I mean, Kevin, that's what I want to ask you because you, you you mentioned high school sports and stuff, and you you made your basketball team, and I played basketball since I was a child, and I still play to this day. Me personally, I would not like playing. I I would love to hang out with Kyrie outside of the court and pick his brain and everything. I would hate playing basketball with him. I wonder what you think since you're newer to the game than I am. You know, I'm a fan of the NBA. I am, but if Kyrie were my teammate, um, you know, we got we have teammates like that in our team that are you know nowhere to be found. Whatever, it's it's you know, randomly just gone at important times. So it's it's more of like a like a sigh of like frustration kind of thing for me and like my teammates is like you know 
that person on my team is actually a pretty important factor. But I don't, you know, the better players on my basketball team probably care more because they uh, need more support or, you know, to win the game. I'm uh-huh. I'm not really on the, the top of the totem pole, you know, on my team. I'm You're still part of the, the team. Middle. But so, the point is, yeah. Yeah, you're on the team. I'm just—I want to know you as a player personally. How would you feel playing with somebody like Kyrie Irving, who is so I mean, it's kind of frustrating, but also so flippant at the same time. It—it's kind of frustrating because, uh, you know, I'm—I don't really—I'm not on the like the—I don't have the most minutes on this, on the team is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I don't have the least, but it's just to see someone just leave and come back and leave and still have the same, you know, amount of playing time. It's just, it's like a, a blow to the stomach, I guess. And also I think another thing that you're really not saying, but you know, as somebody that's so talented as him and can get, you know, as many minutes as he wants, you know, it, as somebody that has to work very hard for that, it's really frustrating to see somebody that just, you know, doesn't care enough or makes it seem that way to where they really want to put in the effort that some of the other people are. And it is frustrating to have a player like that because, you know, you feel like they just don't value the team as much as maybe some other people. But That's kind of what I was getting at, too, because I, again, going way, way back to my high school days, we had a kid on our team who was just an excellent knockdown scorer, but he was late to practice every day. He would stroll into the game while we were all warming up and for the I, I was the eighth man on my basketball team in high school and I worked my butt off and then this kid would just pop in show up and be in the starting lineup and it drove me insane as a player that the coach would just allow this to happen and I feel like that's kind of how Kyrie is but then you have on the other hand James Harden and Kevin Durant they show up every night they're ready to play yeah and they go out there and do amazing things yeah, you guys, I mean, I agree with you, like, in all honesty and seriousness, you know, they probably do have a pretty good shot of going all the way. And it, it would be nice to see uh, somebody, you know, from the East and somebody different kind of mix things up. A I'm bit. definitely not a Lakers fan, that's for sure. So I don't really care who it is, but I just want someone to knock them off. Well, and the good thing with the East, as we've seen at this mm-hmm. point already, I mean, Milwaukee looks way better than they did in the bubble and they just demolished the heat who demolished them last year and i mean joel Embiid and philadelphia look look really really i know they're playing the wizards but the wizards you know earned this playoff spot and they just kind of they're toying with the wizards right now so it could be philadelphia has the length to to guard these guys in a matchup with them in milwaukee they have Drew Holiday and Giannis and some guys who can shoot, but I just, I mean, you got three guys who can average 30 a night. That's going to be really, really hard to beat. Yes, it is. I actually, I know we just had the Kyrie Irving slander, but I think that he will actually be, the, him and Harden will be the hardest to guard between the three of them. More really? also uh, Irving, but yeah, between the next big three. If, you know, say the, the Milwaukee Bucks or Philadelphia are to play the Nets in the second round or conference finals. I think Irving will be the hardest what, to guard. What What makes you say that? I'm just well, yeah. because Kyrie plays like a, a shooting guard, but he's a point guard, so there's probably going to be a lot of mismatches during that series. So, especially with Ben Simmons, if he's guarding Kyrie, because Kyrie is very shifty and quick and change direction easily. Ben Simmons is like a 
Now, don't get me wrong. He's he's a good player. Ben Simmons is a darn good defender, but he's one of the best in the league, man. He's like a how do I put this? Like a train without traction. So okay, yeah, he's yeah. very. I don't. You know, so you said Kyrie was just uh, kind of shifty and and quick and changes directions, yeah, just like he is in real life. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he applies his real life to the basketball yeah. court, but the I. <laughs> I look at a guy like Harden, and I don't know, Kevin, how you feel about this, or if you even know, but he has a history of choking deeper into the playoffs. Oh, I know. I, you know, watching. So, do you think that Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant can kind of yeah. hide that from him, or do you think it's going to be better? Yeah, I do. I, I think think... That, honestly, I, you know, thinking about it and watching the playoffs, that's the only only thing I think that can beat the Nets right now is Harden reverting back to his ways of not being a great playoff player deep into the playoffs. You know, I think the reason he's playing better lately, though, is that, like, comfort from his teammates knowing that he has backup if he, like, chokes. It's kind of like a motive, like, kind of motivating him in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because, yeah, you know, I was, that's, that's the other thing I thought of looking back. And he had some good teammates in Houston. Dwight Howard when Dwight Howard was still really good and guys like Eric Gordon and Chris Hall and Russell Westbrook, yeah. but the focus was always on him. Now other teams have to think, well, we have to guard him, Irving, and KD, so it's not just Hard. James Yeah, You know, I'm sorry to, you know, keep kind of being the comedic distraction here, but <laughs> Harden, like, I just don't get it. He he plays so well, and, and he moves around just fine, but he Man, he just does not look like he's in any kind of oh my god professional yeah. shape. I don't know. Like, I just doesn't make sense to me. But he does it, man. You know. And- my uh, <laughs> my wife, who you both know, my wife was watching a game with me the other night, and she describes him as thick. He's a thick basketball player, is <laughs> yes. what she said. And I got a pretty good chunk. But yeah, yeah. Being being a you know thick player myself, right. I don't like the way James Harden plays basketball, but I am forever marveled at how good he is at playing basketball. Especially how athletic he is. I mean, he can just, you know, do his little dribble thing and step back and then cut right and drive up the basket and just do a tomahawk on whoever's standing there. It's pretty amazing. throw it down. Yeah. Yeah. He did that last night in their game. I know Joe Harris had a rebound and Harden. You know, cut right to the middle of the hoop, got a pass, and threw it. I, I was just like, Jesus, he's he's very athletic for being a bigger. Yeah. Uh, what is it? My my doctor calls me a quote runner of that stature, so I'll call him a basketball player of his stature. I guess he's <laughs> he's a bigger dude. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, and he he does get into shape, I guess, yeah. every season, like because he's not where he was when he first showed up to training camp. Oh God, I showed that the picture, okay. but. You know, camp. you know, it's a, it's a little it's a little weird how he just shaved off 35 pounds yeah. when he got turned into the Nets. It's, That's because Durant probably told me, better get your butt in shape or else you're not going to be playing on my team with me anymore. Yeah. And that thing, too, I think Durant's the leader of this team, and that's why they're so good, because Durant is so, so, so good at basketball. I mean, we already know Kyrie can't really lead a team, like, men. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah you know, I think Durant is the, the one leader. Yeah. kind of holding them together. I mean, Harden is <laughs> chokes in the playoffs. Kyrie can't lead the team mentally, emotionally, or verbally. And I think Durant is just the, the strongest in both ways. You know, people call him sensitive. I'm sorry, I realize he's not really sensitive. He just likes making fun of the media. 
Oh, yeah, and if people attack me online like they attack him, I might get a little sensitive myself. I don't blame him. He's defending himself. True. Yeah, and all right, now we got to transition, guys, because we, we've been talking yeah. about this for a long time. All right. What do we got next? All right, guys, how about the Suns? Yeah. Go Phoenix. Like 10 years out of the playoffs. Now they're in the playoffs. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. What do you have to say about the shot? Putting you on the spot. Oh, I couldn't be. I don't think I could be less excited about the topic right now. You're not a Phoenix Suns fan? No, I'm just kidding. As you guys know, I don't know, you know, as much about basketball as these other two. And um, I got to be honest, I just, I don't know what's going on with the Suns right now because I just haven't paid attention to them. Oh, man. Come on, Chad. So you guys will have to inform me, enlighten me. Uh, What's up with the Suns? All right, Dad. I appreciate you putting me on the spot like this. All right, so let's go back to 2010 or around that time. They had Steve Nash and I believe they had Amari mm-hmm. Sinemar too. Correct me if I'm wrong. Don't yeah, blow me up. And Sean Marriott. Yeah. So what would you say, Ty? And they had Sean Marriott as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's right. So, you know, they, they made it to the playoffs several times, but never winning the finals. You know, Steve Nash won MVP earlier in the 2000s, and and then Twice. Steve Nash retired earlier in the 2010s. But uh, yeah. what did you just say, Ty? He said Twice. Yeah, Steve Nash won the MVP twice, two times oh, in a row. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. He, uh, you know, he robbed Kobe of it after yeah. 1935. Anyway, so... You know, fast forward to 2015, 20, no, no, twenty the 2015 offseason, I believe it was, when Devin Booker got drafted, you know, that was that was a big moment, I think. That's probably the biggest moment in the last 10 years, I feel like, is Devin Booker, Devin Booker getting drafted. And, you know, he, he really proved to be a, a top scorer. You know, actually, if you look it up, his best stats in his rookie year were against Kobe when he played Kobe, as you know. That's, oh. his, that's his idol. That's who he modeled his game So after. what have they done for the last six years? All right, yeah, I'm getting to that. So, you know, he really proved to be a, a big scorer in that 70-point game against Boston in 2017, yeah. I believe it was. And then in 2018, you know, they drafted DeAndre Jordan. Or not DeAndre. God. Yeah, DeAndre Aiden. DeAndre Aiden, sorry. There you go. And, uh, you know, he, uh, he was a Rookie of the Year candidate after finding out that he was – you know, he tested positive for steroids. That was a huge blow for Suns fans. And then fast forward to, you know, the 2019-20 season with the bubble, you know, that we were undefeated in the bubble. Still failed to make the playoffs, you know, thanks to Adam Silver, great commissioner. Don't get me wrong, but, you know, I, I have a feeling there's something fishy going on back there. But anyway, yeah, so they trade for Chris Paul. Chris Paul is on the team now. And, you know, they it's just like a, a – I don't, I don't know how to put it. You know what I'm saying, Ty? It's it's like an instant chain, game changer for the Suns. They they go, I don't I think it was like 49 and 21 or 50 and 21, something like that. Yeah. But, all right, so, what are your uh, – by the way, Chad had to go for a second. He'll be back in a second. No problem. Uh, so, what are your thoughts on this, Ty? So, yeah, like, it's like you said, this, this team's kind of been building, I think, and you mentioned the bubble – last season and they did they were the only team who didn't they went undefeated in the ball where they did make the playoffs they just had their eight play in games but i think that's where booker kind of proved he was ready to take that next step and chris paul everywhere he's gone he's won be it new orleans the clipper martin when he was with the pelicans and then going to the clippers 
going to Houston and even uh, in the bubble the season, you know, before the pandemic when he got traded to Oklahoma City, I, I assumed the Thunder were going to trade him because he wouldn't want to play with a tanking team and he had them on the cusp of beating the Rockets in the playoffs in the bubble. So I think Chris Paul brings this veteran leadership to this team who sorely needed it because as great as Booker is and Aiden's look a lot better and and Mikel Bridges, they're all so young. So to get a guy like Chris Paul to just kind of come in and be the quote-unquote father of the team, the dad of the team, the leader of the team, that was great. And I, you know – all credit due to the players because they have to go out there on the, on the court and do it. But Monty Williams was a great head coaching hire who's worked with Chris Paul before in New Orleans. And that just vaulted this team. I believe they had like the second best record in the NBA this year. Oh, a yeah. lot of people, My- including myself, picked uh, like the Lakers to win this series. But I think the Suns have a very legitimate shot in this series, especially depending on what's going on with Anthony Davis and seeing the Suns in the playoffs again and like seeing the Knicks and the Hawks in the playoffs. It reminds me of when I watched it in the nineties when I was a kid. It's all these teams that I've watched growing up are now resurging and making it back to the playoffs. So it's cool to see Phoenix back in the playoffs. And you know, Devin Booker is still 24. This kid still has yeah. like 10 years left of his prime, you know, it's not more than that. Yeah. It's not more than that. So this, you know, this kid is definitely not done. I th- no, not, not even close. And Aiden, Aiden's like 22. Yeah. I mean, Aiden's still got his prime left. So, I I mean, a lot of prime. But, yeah, I, you know, I'd, I'd really like to see that, that trio that we were all expecting earlier in, in the 2018, the Booker, Russell, and uh, Towns, I believe it is, right? Yeah, I, I, you know, I'd really like to see that at some point in their careers because I feel like that duo would be unstoppable. Hey, let me put one, one little factor in that. Not on the Timberwolves, but that, you know. Yeah, well, the Suns are another team. Not on the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves have already proved that they are incapable of making a winning team with no matter how many picks they get. Absolutely agree with that, and that's a bummer for me because I love Kevin Garnett. He's one of my all-time favorite players, and it was a bummer to me that he kind of wasted away in Minnesota until he was traded to Boston. But, yes, I agree with you. But Anthony Edwards is awesome. People need to watch him play basketball. You know, I'm not – you know, Dad will go on for hours about how he's not a ball fan. But I, you know, I don't really care for the balls. It, you know, it doesn't really, like, ring a bell with me. But sure, Anthony Edwards is actually my favorite to win Rookie of the Year. I haven't been – you know, I don't – I've been keeping up with the, uh, oh, like, the balls. more recent awards yet. <laughs> but, you know. He played the whole season. Yeah. So, yeah. I, he, he got better and better as the year went on. And to me, that's what. And LaMelo Ball, I, I'm kind of in your dad's corner that I'm not down with all that and how their dad acts and stuff. But LaMelo Ball is, is a very good passer and a very good point guard. But Anthony Edwards, to me, I would kind of. I think I'd rather have him. He's just so hyper-athletic, and he, he got better as the year went on. It's yeah. no fault of balls that he got hurt. Just Edwards just didn't get hurt and simply got better. That's why I picked him as rookie of the year as well. Anthony Edwards is the rookie of the year. I'm sorry, but Anthony Edwards is the rookie of the year. They would have done this. Well, a, moment of, a moment of silence for the dead balls, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dad. All right. I, you know, I think I agree with both of you. And 
you know, in in all truth, I I don't really have a problem with the balls. You know, if if somebody's got talent, you know, it's it's fine, and and you know they have fun with it. I just you know don't like flashy things or or stuff that's really all up in your face and and that's really you know most of what that was and I like to give Kevin a hard time but you know if somebody's playing well and and they work hard you know I have respect for that so um but I agree with both of you about uh Edwards and um that's all I gotta say on that yeah yeah no pretty simple back so what what we were talking about with Phoenix is that they've been building this for a while and now they look like a good team. The only thing I would, you know, be hesitant about is that LA has LeBron, has Anthony Davis, if he's healthy. And I, if, if I were Phoenix, I would do everything in my power this off season to re-sign Chris Paul because they need Chris Paul on that team right now. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. they could get Barkley back. It's, <laughs> <laughs> Too old and too out of shape. You talk about a thick basketball player. I know, right? <laughs> he was the original uh, thick yeah. basketball player. Yeah. The round mound of rebound, my dude. That's right. Yeah. No, uh, I, you know, I definitely think they should try to get Chris Ball back in the offseason. But I, you know, I'm a, as a Celtics fan, I do not want the Lakers to repeat. I am not a LeBron fan either. I'm just going to say that out loud. I'm not, I'm not a LeBron fan. Yeah. And this week. Dad. Yeah. No, I, I haven't been a LeBron fan for, yeah, I mean, since I've been an NBA fan. So I tell everybody I'm a fan of LeBron James, the person. I'm not a fan of LeBron James, the basketball player. So that's same. how I look at it. Same with me. And Anthony Davis, you know, he's okay. But, I mean, this He always is, gets hurt, though, man. Always. I, yeah. he's, his durability is negative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> always getting hurt. Always. He's Yeah. And also, he kind of lost his – his motive to play with like Mambo mentality in the play. Well, I also think, you know, them and the Heat had the least amount of time off. And the fact that LA, the, the Lakers have had to play in the play and deal with injuries, I, yeah, I, that's a lot. They played a lot of basketball this past, not even a year because of being in the bubble and everything. So I don't know. But again, you know, I watched their game yesterday and. Phoenix got up 18, and LeBron decided to start attacking the rim, and they only won by eight. So that's why I'm not so, you know, we were all pretty firm picking the Clippers when we talked about them, but I'm not so firm on picking the Suns, not yet. I'm not really a Suns fan, but I definitely want them to win over the Lakers. So I'd really like to see a, a Celtics-Mavericks matchup or a Celtics-Grizzlies matchup in the finals, but yeah. um, that probably won't happen because – of the Nets, the obnoxious Nets. Well, so. it's not happening well, this year. I well, mean, I would say, as a Grizzlies fan, you know that is my team. I am extremely pleased with the fact that they won their two playing games. That they at least won a game from Utah. I don't think they're going to win another game in this series, but I've had, I'm very pleased with what I've seen out of Memphis this season. I consider this year a successful year. Now, if they were to make it to the finals, like you're saying, I would be out of my mind going crazy. But I don't think, unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen. Memphis, they are future. They are a future dynasty. That's that is for sure. I'm pretty sure you can bet on that. That's yeah. Don, Jaron Jackson, and Dylan Brooks stay together. I think they're a very, very good playoff team every year for the rest of their careers. And what's special about them is that there's there's like 
they're all every player on that roster is talented in some way can get a bucket on a possession. So, Absolutely. Totally Dad, agree. you're just giving me the motion. I think it's about time to wrap this up. So, Ty, well, any last thoughts? Wrap it up real quick. Do you, who do you think wins this Phoenix LA series? Because right now, I'm going to assume Davis is out, and I'm going to pick Phoenix in seven. I'm picking. I'm picking Phoenix in in six. Picking yeah, Phoenix okay. in, in six, and I think LeBron is going to average 22, 11, and eight on the series. I'm going with the Lake the Lakers. No, I'm I'm kidding. I go I agree um with with him uh being out. I think that Phoenix pulls this one off. Yep. Yeah. New blood. Absolutely. Yep. So All right, Dad, any last words? Uh it was good being here. It was good uh hearing from you, Ty. We should uh do this more often or get, you know, uh when we have time, when the kids allow, and uh, we're, yeah. we're vexed, vexed, so we can hang out too. That's right. That is right. So, what about you, Kevin? What do you got to say? Um, Send us you know, out on a good note here. I'm, I'm sorry to all our fans. I know we don't have money, many of you yet, but you know, I to the ones we do. I'm sorry it took us so long to produce the third episode when you finally get this, but you know, just know that we have. A lot of sports at the same time for, you know, Ty's kids, me, um, you know, dad with like seven different birthdays having to plan for. So we, you know, it, it's been a, a really busy four months, but we're going to get a lot more episodes in this summer. We, we, we can all promise that. And there's going to be some new features, too, to the system. And Ty have already discussed a lot of it. So Absolutely. All right. Um, Ty, if you want to end this one? That's right. Yeah. Everybody, you know, take care. Keep watching the playoffs, and we will definitely be back with more episodes. Yep. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you.